0: Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to this is arts podcast. I am your host Amina, and this is my podcast where our motto is to be unapologetically intentional. I want to start by apologising for going a while. Life kind of happened. My laptop momentarily decided to give me a headache, which meant I had to take it to be fixed, and hence no podcast as I couldn't edit. But let's get into some thoughts from the last episode of changing the frame. So I have about three thoughts from people that I wanted to just, you know, say on, say into the mic and see what people thought about it. So the first one was perspective has the power to change or shape one's mindset. An An individual with a fixed perspective puts themselves in a box to not grow or fight challenges that occur, accepting mediocrity and unfairness, muting problems that may take the individual, that may make the individual uncomfortable. It is a privilege to be taught or shown that you have the ability to change your perspective to that of growth as this shapes how you critically view things. However, a person less privileged may not necessarily have been taught in the same way of the effects of your perspective on your situation and may be unable to change their frame. Those privileged to be taught to have a growth mindset have a responsibility to share that privilege, something I spoke on in episode two about um, changing Just like viewing your privilege, as we have concluded that privilege is a gift, not a right. I agree with this because just like privilege, the ability to change your perspective is a gift that we should never take for granted. Same way it was given, it can be taken away. So what do you guys think about, what do you folks think about that point? So the second point, um, the person spoke on my comment about focusing on the comfort of, of the ride and enjoying the journey. They state that it took their mind how the world view encourages people to pursue happiness as the main goal when in truth we should pursue purpose. Happiness is a feeling and though it gives a temporary comfort it cannot compare to the peace that comes from being in the place of purpose because purpose doesn't always bring happiness. And I agree with this completely because I believe that happiness is fleeting so trying to pursue it would only lead to unhappiness as it is not a race you might be able to surely finish. Now the last point is that the framing and cropping of a view, like I was talking about during um, the last episode, is key to riding on this road called life, and I totally comp- like agree with this because I feel like more soon than ever. I was talking about this in my class this morning. Just the privilege to be able to frame. Our pers- change our perspective and view how we frame things should never be taken for granted. And it really does shape how we view our lives and how we choose to live our lives. So any thoughts on these comments, let me know. Thank you again so much to the people who took out the time to answer these questions. I appreciate you. And to the people who just took the time out to listen, I I cannot say thank you enough. Thank you for making my little dream a reality. Before I start on this week's topic, I feel the need to say it's a bit different from episodes of past as it takes a more personal approach. I was struggling on what I wanted to speak on after my short little hiatus because for me, I think I started on a lot of quote-unquote critical reflections and I wasn't sure if there was space for my personal reflections as well. I think I was more so scared of what the feedback was going to be, but... A few of my friends, bless their souls, reminded me that I started this podcast as an avenue for me to be able to voice my thoughts regardless of what other other people were going to say. It reminded me that one of my goals was to inspire people to speak of whatever they thought they had to say without any fear. So let's begin. For as long as I can remember, I've loved TV shows. People might say I watch too many and a lot of my friends have actually told me that. (laughs) I usually tell people... I get it from my mom because she also loves good TV. But yeah, I've always loved TV. From watching Grey's Anatomy with my mom when I was 11 to binge-watching Boys with Flowers with my high school classmates. Funny story about that. Slight detail. So in my high school, we had a common room that was open on the weekends with one side for DSTV, like a cable, a cable in Nigeria, and the other side for us to watch DVDs. I remember one time... Half of the girls in my class wanted to watch Prison Break and the other half wanted to watch Glee. What would end up happening is that the girls in each respective group would run to the security gate to get the key on the weekends and hurry up and run back to open common room so that their group would win the chance to watch their show. I think we called it, like, the Prison Breakers and the Gleeks or something like that. And I'm very sure that girls in my sets are listening to me and may or may not deny this. But anyway, back to my point. My love for TV shows has become somewhat therapeutic, and I'll go into why a bit later. But seriously, I love TV. I always joke that I finish, to show how serious I am. When people ask me, I always tell them, yeah, I finished six seasons of Game of Thrones in two weeks. It's that bad. But anyway, back to the title. So the reason why I named it I'm Okay Thank You is because this is my response when I'm just not feeling it. Sadly, or maybe... No, know, unfortunately for me, when I'm experiencing these episodes, quote-unquote, as I like to call them, most people around me can tell. I guess because my personality or behavior deviates from my more than often talkative nature. I don't know. Someone close to me once said, it's like I enter into the darkness. At first, it took me f- for a loop. And honestly, now when I reflect on it, I actually, I don't know how I feel, to be honest, about that statement. But I've been struggling with these episodes for a long time even before my dad passed it, which, which is why I guess I can't ever fault my grief for their occurrence. For me, mental health has always been a hush-hush topic. Obviously, I talk about it with my friends and my social work family, as we like to call ourselves, but to be honest, I only started recently talking about it with my mom, and I'm still not sure how to approach the subject, I guess mainly because Nigeria is a country that didn't really have active dialogue. Only now, thankfully, do we have a few grassroots organizations pushing to find their space in the national conversation. I think because of this reason, it took me losing my dad and schooling in America to realize the gravity and important nature of this dialogue and the presence of this dialogue in any community. Obviously, the topic of mental health is not something I can talk about in one podcast episode, but it's somewhat an umbrella that encompasses a lot of aspects of my life and I'm sure the life of a lot of people listening to me speak right now. For a long time, I wondered how to fix myself, like there was something broken in me. Not intentionally, but the people around me had made me feel broken and in need of fixing. I'm guilty of letting, if letting is even the right words. My mood, mental feelings dictate how I respond to the things around me. I don't want to bother anyone, so I go quiet. Or I cover up my mood with my idea of happiness, because I don't want anyone to tell me to snap out of it. For me, it's kind of similar to the notion of choosing happiness like I was talking about before. Not to say that there's anything wrong with it, but like I said at the beginning with the comment, pursuing happiness can be exhausting, to say the least. For me, this idea of snapping out of it or just, like, choosing happiness made me feel like I was a failure because I just couldn't get myself to snap out of it. I, I couldn't or can't get myself to choose happiness and genuinely stick with it. it also, these, all, these episodes and just, like, the thoughts of them also make me feel ungrateful because people in the world are going through so much more and here I am in a quote-unquote mood with no apparent cause or trigger. I feel like I don't deserve to feel this way. I have a good life. I get to go to school abroad. I have a mother that supports me. I have family and friends that are just always there for me. So why do I feel like this? There are way worse things in life that could be happening to me, right? So I should just suck it up and be grateful, right? Because I just should. It just makes me, I guess it, it just goes about in the cycle of making me feel broken. And I think for a long time, I found full solace in that, in the idea of being broken, because at least if there's something broken, there's a solution on how to fix it, right? You know, something is broken, you fix it. It's not broken anymore, suddenly the thing is working. Now, don't get me wrong, as an, an, as, an aspiring social worker, I know all the things wrong with this statement. Categorizing an individual as broken in need of fixing is just detrimental in many, many ways. And as my lovely friends have reminded me, bless their hearts, on more than one occasion, that I am not in fact broken. But it feels hard to grasp and somewhat frustrating because it's not like physical pain where you can't like pinpoint the cause of the issue and then fix it. It's kind of just like this idea of something that is wrong that you can't really put your finger to, you can't really like grasp what it is. For me, these episodes, they're, like, sporadic and transient. Like, in, I have emotions raging from anger to sadness to grief. It's like this idea of feeling detached and out of the, out of my present state, kind of. I have highs and lows. I almost feel like a fraud. One minute, I think I'm fine. And the next minute, I feel like I'm stuck in a well with no ladder to help me get out. These episodes can sometimes last a few hours to a few days. Again, I don't know how I, f- I I don't know how I feel calling these moods episodes. It But at the same time I have no language to fully grasp what this occurrence, if that's what you want to call it, is. I'm forever grateful for my friends and family who check up on me. My problem though is when I'm asked are you okay? My response is just like the title. I'm okay, thank you question they follow up the question with are you feeling better maybe after a couple of hours or a couple of days and i i just want to answer yes i am because in my head i'm like snap out of it but just that question and i feel like i'm about to burst into tears because i i don't actually know the accurate answer to that question if there is even an accurate answer to that question i've been accused of maybe accused is not the right word i've been told that my episodes or my mood has the potential to bring down the mood of the people around me. And I guess for me, on the one hand, I am empathetic as to how this is a possibility because I I feel like sometimes, subconsciously, when I'm in these episodes, I come off very indifferent. Although that's not my intention, obviously. I think that's just how the moods project themselves on the outside. On the other hand, I'm just like, but well, can't you see I'm struggling? I'm fighting a losing battle on the inside. Not that I'm looking for attention or anything, but please see me like actually see me. Don't dismiss me as being moody or don't dismiss me as being moody or disregard my feelings. I'm screaming for help. But then I also know it's unfair for me to expect the people around me to know how or what I'm feeling without me saying anything. And when even I cannot put in, put it into words what I'm feeling, how can someone you know, even help me. I guess I'm just trying to make sense of the things that don't make any sense. Such a lonely feeling, to be honest, almost like I'm spin- spinning out of control. And for me, an individual who, I don't want to say prides myself, but identifies myself as somewhat independent, being unable to fix myself is just like, I don't even know the word to like classify it, there has like there has to be something that makes you feel better, right? I was watching an episode of How to Get a Room right? and Lee said this while sitting in an AA meeting. And for me it stuck because I can definitely relate. Like it's just like there has to be something I can do, right? I can't just keep living like this. Like what is but what is this? I still don't have the language to classify what this is, which is why I guess I used the word episodes. So this is kind of where the second part of this title comes from, why I love TV shows. Besides the plots and the stories, the actors and the drama, for me, my television sh- shows have sort of become my escape. It's interesting because no matter how severe my episode is, how awful I feel, once I start watching something, anyth- anything really, suddenly my mood is l- no longer dictating how I feel. It's almost like the TV show, act- TV show acts as a barrier. For those 22 to 45 minutes, the reality of the show somehow helps me to mask whatever I might be feeling at the time. I'm not sure if anyone can relate to this, and I can see the many reasons why this can be viewed as detrimental. But for me, maybe it's my way of grasping for a ladder to climb out of the world well that I'm stuck in. It's honestly not the healthiest coping strategy, For but for me, TV shows have become somewhat therapeutic in the sense that they help me clear my mind even just for that short period of time. So why is my default TV shows? Again, for me, I believe it's just the fact that they grant me the escape I need when I don't want to face my acute reality. My mind is most days racing from one thing to the other, especially when I'm in these episodes, but focusing on a fictional character's life allows me to forego my stress and my worries. As I said at the beginning, I struggled with deciding to speak on this because I didn't think it fit the mold of the kinds of topics I had previously spoken about. However, I started this podcast because I wanted to be honest and transparent about my journey finding my voice and creating my own unique space, which is not limited to critical analysis and reflections, of course not. But more than anything, I know how liberating it is to feel like someone else is feeling the same way you are, that you are not alone. So if by speaking on this topic, I've given a single person that comfort, then I am forever happy. I was watching an Instagram video of Chimamanda Adichie, a Nigerian author and a personal role model of mine. And she stated that when she was younger, she was invested more in thinking about what people expected and what people wanted, which was mentally exhausting. I can, and I can definitely relate because I think I was going through those motions when I was trying to figure out if I wanted to talk about this today. But she goes on to state that it's important not to think you have to perform for someone else and to own yourself. So I leave you with that thought. I also leave you with the fact that this episode, as I said, is a bit different from the episodes of past. And I think it also, for me, I'm not as nervous as I was before talking about. In past episodes, I've been so nervous when I come to the mic. And for some reason, this episode, it just feels like it came through me. And of course, like, each episode that I do, just the way my mind works, I have an outline of what I want to say. And I've found that over the past week, trying to decide what I wanted to talk about today, I've had moments when I've thought about it and I just, like, scribbled it down in my notes. So everything I've said in this episode is actually a combination of all my little thoughts, my little racing thoughts from this past week about these things that I call my episode. So... Let me know what you think. Just let me know what you think. So questions for this week. Do you have any methods you use to escape when you just can't deal with it anymore? For like me, my TV shows. I also really like to cook. It's very therapeutic for me when I'm just trying to get away from it all. What do you think about the notion of fixing an individual? Because I mean, it it makes sense. Like I said, if something is broken, you want to fix it. So like me, you know, during these episodes, I feel like there's some, like something has to be wrong because if there's something wrong, then I can put my finger to it and then I can work towards fixing it. So what do you think about the notion of fixing an individual? And then my last question is, how did you feel about this topic? As I alluded to before, did it evoke any reflection for you? I also want to reiterate that I recognize and appreciate my privilege in that I have a family and friends who are supportive and always there for me and I would never take that for granted. In case anyone who has listened to it is wondering what me, a TV fanatic, is watching right now, I'm catching up on how to get away with murder in anticipation of re-watching Game of Thrones before the new season comes out April 14th. It's going to be a challenge, but I know I'm up to the task. With that being said, if you need a recommendation for a TV show, just send me a message on any of the social media platforms, which, as always, are in the description page of our SoundCloud page. Please do not forget to like, comment, and subscribe on here as well as on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Be on the lookout. I'm actively looking into being able to upload my podcast on iTunes as well as Spotify. So pray for me and stay tuned. And as always this week, do not forget to be unapologetically intentional. God bless.